0: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: If it wasn't for an unseen worldwide virus, the football season would have kicked off by now. That or it would have been pretty damn close. Alas, we still have 39 days to go until the first blow of the referee's whistle, and the question still remains over if we'll be able to see it in reality or have to watch it virtually. In the last week, season tickets have gone on sale in a move which will temporarily see Stags fans back in the North Stand for the first time in 16 years as social distancing plans are put in place, meaning when there is a crowd permitted, it won't be as full. To compensate, Graham Coughlin has asked fans the question we've been asking for years, just why does Mansfield matter? We'll try and figure that out during tonight's show. Plus, we'll hear from the duo who put pen to paper a week ago in midfielder George
2: Maris and defender Roland Menoyes. When you play Manfield, you know the players that they've got, and they've always been good players, and they've kept the majority of them added in with what I've seen that they've signed. I can't see why the target isn't promotion this season with the players that they've signed, and I think it all stands in good stead.
3: I think Joe's a very good uh, coach and assistant. especially with the fine details, I think he's, he's key to that and I think he makes sure you prove on all the little bits and make you a better player overall and them little margins, I think, helps win games as well.
1: All of that and much, much more, including your comments in the live feed. Don't be shy, come and say hello and have your say on your team. This is episode six of Mansfield Matters, the warm-up. Hey, very good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. My name is Craig Priest. Joining me virtually are Cam Felton and Nathan Edge. We'll get to them in a minute. Three years ago today, we launched the very first episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast. It was called Raindrops and Teapots or something like that, or Teapots and Raindrops. And three years ago, we never uh, envisaged being here And still being doing this podcast for one, but also being in this situation where we are now. As I said in the intro, by now, the football season usually will have started as it is. Uh, we've still got a way to go before the season does start. Coming up on tonight's show, we will talk all about uh, the start of the season as we look towards the squad which Graham Cochran is putting together. No new sign-ins since we were last with you this time last week, but we will tonight hear from those 2 signings uh, and see how many times Nathan Edge says the word mayonnaise. More on that throughout the show. As always, we want you guys at home to get involved as well. Have your say on your team. Tell us why Mansfield matters. That's what Graham Coughlin is asking. Uh, Any other questions, opinions, whether it be on season tickets, players, anything you want, get them in the comments right now. Uh, Drop them in the comments below and we'll try and get to them uh, throughout the course of the show. Time now though uh, to say hello uh, to my two friends from a distance. They are Mr. Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. Give your cameras a wave and say hello. How are you gentlemen? You well?
4: Well, ish. I'm delighted. What? Let's go with Cam's bad news first.
1: Yeah, so, uh, obviously fans of the show, we'll get into the usual Stags content in a minute or so, but um, a few of you may see Cam uh, grimacing a little bit on camera uh, tonight, and there is a very good reason for that, isn't there, Cam? What have, you, uh, what have you been doing? I wouldn't say it's a very good reason. That's a bit harsh. We think it is. <laughs> oh, thanks.
5: Uh, now I was out delivering leaflets today, and I thought I'd fall down a pothole. Great. <laughs> And uh, un- unadopted road, so it's not like I can even make a
1: claim on it. Damn uh, it. That'll just, that just teach you for trying to help out a political party. I've told you before, steer away from the politics. It's a sign from above that it's you injured not, your ankle.
4: It's a uh, tweeted not Notts Cam just saying, mind the gap. He didn't mind his own gap, but clearly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that is very, very true. Um, Nathan, why are you delighted, or is it just because Cam hurt himself?
4: No, that, I mean, that obviously is always... Uh, it's a always bonus. A reason, but, um, I'm delighted to this. Oh, he's come, his mask has arrived. Finally, but the only only issue I've got, obviously blind problems and all that, I don't know which way's the right way up, so I'm (laughs) like, Every time I go out, I'm like one off at journey. I'll wear this way; the other
1: half, I flip it round, just so I can't be wrong. Oh, and it's very difficult for us to tell you on camera as well because it reverses on camera on Skype. It reverses the way round. It is so. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, we can't help. Excuse when I'm about, but I can't. Well, no. Well, we can just play the old, you know, blind problems, innit? it? So yeah,
2: it's, exactly.
1: So there you go. Oh dear, dear, dear. I'm glad it's finally arrived. I have one question for you both. Um, have you ordered the NHS support kit? which is probably also going to be used for Pride at some point? I
5: have, yes.
1: Nathan?
4: Uh, Yes, but uh, I will be doing.
1: Okay, so that makes uh, a hat-trick of uh, all three uh, of us have ordered. That Our next question then is, who has and who hasn't renewed their season ticket? Cam, you didn't have a season ticket last year, did you? So this is a bit of a dilemma for you.
5: I've had a season ticket for the
1: last... Ten years I thought you had a mem- uh, quarter a membership last year. I do apologize
5: no, I was going to do a quarter membership this year. that was my plan ah, okay. mis- union mis- whatever yeah
1: misinterpreted it
5: yeah, but um by this time next week, I will have had a, uh, will have up the, uh
1: renewed my season ticket Nathan, you did yours today didn't you I did yes yeah, so and-
4: I went around, <clears throat> went by the ground to go and get that sorted out um Abby and I had a trot round and then met my dad round met my dad there as well. And we've uh, we've renewed our season tickets, although we couldn't quite get our seats from before, so we you know, I I thought, you know, a little bit gutted about that because obviously it's nice to have your own seats and that. But then I actually thought, Well, we've never won anything since we've been sat there, so maybe it'll be a good Good yeah, omen. You know, good omen. Moving seats a little bit. Mate, this might be this, this might be our season, thanks to that.
1: Well, um, technically, I've moved. Me and my dad. We've moved one seat. We've moved across one. So we had one three six one three seven. I think last year. Now I think we've got one. Three five one three six six or something like that. It's, it's one of them. But we were very fortunate to get the same road, the same block as, as before. Although that said, I did go Monday. Uh, those of you then who haven't got your season tickets yet, we'll we'll talk more about you know what the Radfords have put on and all the different things and uh, which go into that later in the show. But just as a, as a nutshell, obviously all three. Um, me me and Nathan have both been to the ground and obviously spoke to the club Uh, so Cam can take a bit of advice from this I'm sure you guys at home uh, as well can basically what has happened is um, it's I think it's one block is closed, then it's a block open and then closed and, and so on and so on. And then within the block, which is open, I'm, I believe I'm right in saying it's one row closed and then there's a row of seats, but in there's spaces in between the seats of twos or threes, depending on your party. It, was that the vibe you got, Nath? Uh
4: Yes, although I think there's a slight change. It's not exactly one block on one block off because I know... The two blocks behind, so if you're looking at uh, the west and lower, so the two blocks behind the... Um, the dugouts. Yeah, what do you call them? Them, dugouts. them, them little uh, bus shelter they're things. They're out at the moment. Um, and then also, uh, so we're in P block upper, and I think Q block upper is also still open. So I think there are some blocks that are together, if I'm right in thinking, uh, but they are still doing the one row sort of, uh, on and off and then obviously on and off that you can have so, it may uh, well
1: it may well be then me that's misinterpreted it when I've sort of been earwigging the people in front from a social distance obviously when it's windy it's difficult to hear um, so yeah obviously that does make complete sense obviously with substitutes and staff going to have to social distance like the rest of us that th- those two blocks naturally would be blocked off and um, uh, for, for buying season tickets obviously you can go in the north stand as well and I presume uh, you know once things go back to normal and things like that it will be um you know, one of those things where you'd be able to to move your seats, but uh, I think it's one of those, isn't it, Cam? Where I know you've you've got to go down and you've still got to get yours. Yeah, I think it's one of those you're prepared to accept that you might not get where you were before, but the fact that you can still get it and still be a part and contribute, um, you know, sort of makes up for that in a, in, in some way, shape or form.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult because we're, not everyone's going to be happy with a seat no matter what because you, even if you are in the same spot, you might not be with the same people. They might have had to move and and the groups that you form, that you talk to on match days will be different. And especially if you've got to move as far as like if you're sat in the West stand upper but you cannot get anywhere near your seat, you're either having to move the other end of the West stand, or you've got to move back to the North Stand. It, it's just going to be a bit of a grit your teeth and get on with it because, unfortunately, this is the situation that we're in. Absolutely. And it's just... It'll be difficult, but... Is it is it the the compromise that we need to get football back? Yes, absolutely.
1: That's the short answer, and we'll delve into that a little bit more in a second. I've got the different options and stuff on screen for those you know for those people who uh, haven't uh, you know had chance to read it or haven't heard the news or, or things like that. Uh, one thing I will will just say though, obviously when I went, Nathan, I it was the same for you. Uh, there was just two staff um, in the ticket office, obviously, um, to try and reduce social, you know. Contact and things like that. Um, phone lines are busy, but obviously they're dealing with people at, at the at the window first and foremost. So it, it's vital, isn't it, just to sort of re-emphasise the message which we said last week, which was first and foremost be patient with the staff um, and, and be considerate. It's not them that's imposing the rules. That you know, there's sometimes they're going to be the bearer of bad news for people. Be patient with them and, and just show that little bit of understanding. It's a slow, slow burner, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean, we went around about um, about three o'clock today uh, to, and then there was a you know, probably a good four or five people in the queue. So was, the queue's not massive, but it seems to be like a steady queue around that throughout the day. Um, but, but what you've got is not every person that goes to the front. It's not a simple, oh, uh, you know, I'm just here to renew my season ticket. Obviously, i have got to try and pick seats. I mean, it took us a good uh, five to, ten minutes to get sorted because we. Uh, we, you know, so we had to slightly move. we were trying to figure out where we could go, which would be ideal, and and try and stay as close to sort of our group of like Cam said. We, you know, we always go with friends and people that sit around us. So we, you want to try and stay in similar areas. So again, people are going to be going to the, you know, to the ticket office and trying to get the best, um, you know, place for them possible that they can for their seating. So it's going to take a bit of time. So yeah, a bit of patience. Obviously, not the phones aren't always going to be able to be answered, but. Um, you know the staff are working very hard. Uh, that was quite obvious from when I was there, and the club as a whole seemed to be, you know, as, as we just discussed about the measures they're putting in place with the with the rows and seatings and blocks etc. Uh, the club are clearly putting a, a lot of thought and a lot of hard work into into getting it right and getting it right for for us supporters, so we can actually get back to the to the ground. So. Um, a bit of patience is, all, is, is the least we can do in, in return
1: absolutely uh, let's go to some of your comments uh, at home if you're watching the live feed uh, if you want to get involved throughout the show drop us a comment and uh, you know any questions any comments you've got whether it's relating to what we're talking to or any other stakes related business, business um, do get involved with that Martin says any ideas how many season tickets were brought on day one uh, not not a clue obviously the club haven't put anything out when I went uh, I went about half past 12-ish Monday basically because uh, us at Football and the Community we'd gone back in uh, to start cleaning and to start prepping uh, for our reopening in September Uh, so I went sort of after we'd finished Uh, I have to admit there was a a bigger queue than what Nathan experienced Um, I queued for a good Probably forty minutes. Actually, um, the the queue was very socially distanced all the way back down to the car park. But one positive of, of that was obviously it was a niceish day, and you actually got to see some old faces. You know, from people you'd see around the grounds at away games, and have a bit of a chat, which was uh, which was nice. And and the staff were helpful in terms of you know being able to locate you as close as to your seats as possible and talking through uh, all of the options uh, which you've got. Um Clive uh, Clive says Nathan uh, the mask you have brought sorry to disappoint you it's actually a Chesterfield mask. Um he also <laughs> says uh three of us renewed today uh, but we had to change blocks in Ian Greaves upper uh, not a huge problem. Uh, Clive actually sits one or did sit one row in front of me which the um which uh, which uh, explains Perhaps why I got my row and he didn't. His row would have been uh, one of those which was blocked off. There'll be a few people in the same boat. Uh, Martin says I have renewed. Uh, didn't take any monies for missed games. Luckily got my normal seat. Well, there's the thing, isn't it? Obviously the, the different options. Um, let's run you through those options. We had a, a really intense, uh, in-depth statement from uh, from the Radfords uh, towards the back end of last week, which was which was really good, uh, really refreshing as well. That they, you know, had obviously taken the time to. To think about it and, and to uh, to go through all of those different options. So let's run you through. Um Wait. Uh, what the uh, statement reads on the website. Uh, for clarity, season ticket holders from the 2019-20 uh, season have one of four options. One, permit Mansfield Town Football Club to retain any monies uh, previously paid for the six cancelled matches in the 1920 season to help keep the club sustain, uh, sustainable. Uh, number two, permit Mansfield Town Football Club to retain monies previously paid for the six cancelled matches in 1920 to help keep the club sustainable in exchange for six matches Day ticket vouchers to be used either in person or for a guest for a home league and or home cup games in 2021 to be used when supporters are allowed back inside the one call stadium. Uh, option three exchange monies on a pro rata basis for, can- for the cancelled six matches in 1920 by way of a pro rata six match discount on the new season ticket. And number four, request a full refund uh, from the club on cancelled matches in 1920 by the 11th of September via the above uh, methods, uh, which was either visiting the ticket office in person by mon- uh, from Monday the 3rd of August uh, until um, uh, from 10 until 5 or thereafter, uh, phoning the club on 482 482 clicking option one or emailing ticket office at Town, uh, dot net. you must provide your full name membership number preferred stand block row and seat although uh, it's probably fair to say obviously with the uh, reduced number of staff it would probably be uh, Nathan Edge best advised uh, from two fans who have renewed thus far and have seen what the operation is at the moment uh, it would be best advised to if you can go in person yeah uh,
4: get, if you can get down there then uh... Then I suggest um, you do. I mean, even for us, we were quite surprised today. You know, only going on the second day, um, how sort of booked up our block was, and obviously the fact that I mean, you because it's obviously taken out the ro- certain rows. You then got more people to fit in the rows that are available, and people obviously want to try and stay, stay in the same block. So um, we've had uh, we've had to sort of. Uh, really work at keeping ourselves in the same area so uh, I mean yeah if if you can if, you, if you're able to get down there you know after work or whatever they're open till five um you know I, I try and get there as soon as possible if you, you know to, to to if you want to be where you near where you were before
1: yeah I think it, that's the the vital thing isn't it it's uh, that's I think that for me was why I perhaps went on on day one obviously I was down there anyway so it was quite convenient um But obviously I wanted to try and get as close as I could because it's convenient for... for how I like to watch the game but also for what I do on a match day as well um, other people you know might not be able to, to have that luxury and, and we were it uh, has to be said we were fully prepared um, to move uh, Cam let's quickly just gloss over the you know the, the statement from the Radfords the update from the Radfords um, which they posted uh, towards the uh, the back end of last week really in depth uh, from them uh, I won't read it all go and uh, look on the, the, the official website to read that full statement um, good to see them you know detailing what they've been up to in things like that but um, I think we spoke on on last week's podcast didn't we Cam about the different options which could be uh, available obviously Clubs like Grimsby decided not to bother with the season ticket. Other clubs had gone ahead and already sold uh, quite a few without taking into consideration the restrictions. Uh, The Radfords very much have taken that into consideration and have also answered a lot of those questions people had since uh, lockdown began and since football was cancelled about refunds. I feel personally, um, as you grimace with that ankle, um, I feel personally that... um, you know, the four options that were put out there were very well thought out and pretty much tick a box for everybody.
5: Yeah, and obviously, I think, obviously, we've had a lot, they've had a lot of time to think about it. And obviously, they need to look at it from a business aspect. It's actually like, all oh right, we actually now not need to start making money because obviously, they took a massive hit in the pocket, obviously, playing the players. Obviously, they've been able to furlough players, but they're not actually topping them up up to 100% as well as staff as uh, and management. So trying to look at it from a football aspect is, is obviously a good thing and they need to start looking at oh, how are we actually going to get fans in. But we, they also need – also a good thing that they've actually got uh, a good business head on them and actually understand, like, right. Um, and then also being parents and just like being like, well, not everyone's going to be able to afford – to either go themselves or to take the kids or whatever so obviously offering that option for the reduced season ticket or the uh, or the match vouchers or uh, just it's something for everyone and even the full refund if you are really struggling and you need the cash the full refund is there and i think it's a fantastic thing that they took took a look at from their side of it like oh great we need to get season tickets but also that if you need
1: to get a full refund
5: then you need it
1: and the option is there Absolutely, I think. Well, you know, one other thing which we haven't mentioned yet, Nathan, as well, is obviously we've put out season tickets for sale, um, which have you know uh, the same price as last year after the early bird uh, remark. A lot of people saying it's gone up a little bit. It actually hasn't. When it in in terms of uh, I don't believe it actually hasn't, and in, uh, in terms of after that initial early bird price, so it's the same as as last year. Obviously, people are paying for a full season, but. With restrictions and, and with measures which the government are putting in, things like that, they might not get that. But what they have done is, is said that everybody who purchases a season ticket for those matches um, that you're not able to physically go and, and watch, um, people season ticket holders will be issued with an iFollow code, which I think is uh, a fantastic gesture.
4: Yeah, I mean your your iFollow games are normally um, you know you. Well, you normally a three p.m. on a Saturday. You can't watch them anyway uh, when they're at home. So, obviously, the AFL have obviously lifted that sort of uh, restriction, which is which is important, especially given the current situation. But you still normally have to pay 10 ten pound for them anyway on top of your iFollow or subscription. Or, well, or is it on top of it or, or including your iPhone? I'm not sure. But I think, anyway, I think if, you it, pay, if you if you full yeah, full, yeah full, I think yeah. it's
1: on top. Yeah, so you pay for it's something like forty odd quid or something a, a season for. For eye follows, you know, videos, interviews, etc. And then, you know, you, like you said, you're paying on top as well, aren't you? So it is a big outlay.
4: Yeah, so you you normally in usual usual uh circumstances have a ten pound fee for a match anyway. Um that you know, I I have suspicions that might go up this year, whether it will or not, obviously I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing at that. There's no rumor to say it will or not. But um you still so so having that included, you know, if we're for the games that we're not allowed in there is, is you know is, is really good, um, and it means you know sports are still going to be able to to watch the matches, which is uh, obviously kind of the point of the season ticket. It's not as put not as good as being there, but a bit like you said earlier, it looks like the club have tried to um, you know to, to tick all the boxes and cover all eventualities. Because I, I for one don't think that we'll be going to. We're certainly not going to get a full season like we normally would, be, you know, being able to be in attendance. But um, at least there's that option there. But when you when you spoke about them four options, I was really sort of impressed with that option number two. It was something that I didn't think of before because that's like um, you know they've, they've covered all the important aspects of those that need a refund can they can get the money back? Those that you know could do with the money but still want to support the club can do that in the way of uh, you know adding it towards next season's season ticket. No, well, well, this season's I should say um but option number two is for me a really good one because it it's you know with the the getting the six-day match vouchers for when crowds are allowed to return so that doesn't really cost the club as such because obviously we very rarely sell out anyway but it does allow you to, to to bring a friend and you know we always talk about how we love to see the club do offers and entice new people to the you know to the club well that option there's a, a really good one to, to actually do that um, and sort of get you're still you're still getting something back from missing those those games last season so that's something that I've not really seen many clubs doing I thought it was a, a you know a really good option
1: yeah it's one of those uh, when you're you know a member of the public that you do have to sort of sit down and, and, and read and, and digest all the information which is there because there is a lot of it but in terms of all the angles which they've covered, Cam, um, they, they've hit the nail on the head. And like Nathan says, the option two about, you know, getting those uh, vouchers to either bring a friend or to use for cup games, which, you, you know, you don't get included in your season ticket, is, is probably a fair deal. And I imagine, you know, one, one in which many supporters uh, uh, will have taken up.
5: Yeah, and uh, the, only, the only thing is that the cup games that we have, we have maybe one one actually attractive well maybe not even attractive cup game and that's the fa cup come november so actually being able to use them is is just going to be a bit a bit pointless because i mean i might be
1: sorry to cut you off i might be wrong i had i would need to get the article loaded up and and have a proper look into the 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 t's and c's but i actually can't couldn't see on option two i might like i said i might be wrong i couldn't see that it was date specific so i don't know whether it's you know those vouchers would be valid just for this season, the 2020 2021 season, or whether you know it would be valid until you've used all six? Well, quite possibly, that'd be a bold move to, to say the
5: least. Uh, but if, if it means that the club are keeping that money, then it's a great thing. But I think you would have to look at the T's and C's because when it comes to the cult matches, obviously that's referring to Carabao leasing.com. It, they're not. They're never attractive fixtures unless you get someone decent, so the likelihood of people using them for them is n- nil but then, when are we going to be in a state where we can actually go to a home fixture, because obviously with the, the obviously this will be something that we talk about a little bit later on with the pilot schemes being put back two weeks, it's going to be it's probably not going to be October now that they return to fixtures home fixtures, it's, you probably are looking November, December before you can go to a home match so then you've got to take into account that so it is a good option, but you've then got to weigh up
1: the,
5: the, the theoretical possible the, the possibility of actually being able to go to a game.
1: Before we delve into that, obviously, the, you know the the you know being pushed back two weeks and all of this other borish crap and all, which is going around, and face masks when you go into a in, 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 into a reception and all this. Um, before we delve into all all of that political nonsense. Um, there's one thing I do want to highlight about this Nathan because obviously whilst they have put the the four options out there which is fantastic one thing I want to avoid and I've seen a little bit on social media which you know does disappoint me a little bit and I actually heard a little bit of it um, in the queue as well when I was sort of um, going to, to sort my ticket out was being judged on which option you choose if you you know not everybody's in a position to choose option one which is to you know Release that money back in into the club. Obviously, everybody would love to to be able to do that and to support the club. But some people do need option option three and four of, um, you know, having either having that full cash refund or having it taken off uh, your season ticket. And I just feel it's unfair to to judge somebody or to have an argument about you know, um which option's the best to choose. I think people just need to understand that everybody's in different circumstances, financially and, and, and all things considered. And, you know, that shouldn't be something which people, uh, you know, make, make arguments and, and use as uh, judgment tools. No,
4: absolutely. I, I, I don't actually uh, try and stay clear of social media these days because you see a lot of things like that, which actually really get on my nerves. At the end of the day, it's, Um, everyone is in different circles in in normal life everyone has their own personal circumstances and even more so now when things are so you know um, so so stretched when it comes to finances and things it's you know everyone is in a different situation so you know it's none of people's business basically if somebody somebody else feels that they need to uh, you know take a refund or have money off the next season ticket then that option's there for that for that exact reason so uh, they should do be able to do that and not feel any guilt or anything like that towards it and for those that are you know that don't take it then, then then that's great but again you don't also have to go on and, and gloat about it just do what you want to do yourself and, and and get on with it and just look forward to the to the next season it I, I don't i don't like to see those posts where people are getting criticized for taking refunds or saying why would anybody want to do that blah 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 There's... I think the people are just being very sort of narrow-minded when it comes to posts like that.
5: Yeah, I so think- I'll, I'll openly admit I will be taking the reduced season ticket. I'll be taking the the pro rata six match reduction because I'll be I'll be going to uni. I'm not going to have a regular income like a lot of people will be. So that that's the only reason I'll be having a season ticket next season. It knocks. It doesn't knock a load off for me. It, I think it knocks off about. It's about 40, 50 quid. It's more
1: than what you think. It is, it is a lot. It's more than what you think. I was surprised. Exactly. Yeah, by, by how much. We, I mean, I'll jump on board and do something I hate doing, and that's backing you up um, and, and openly admit that I actually took the discount as well um, because, um, because A, it was available, and B, my financial situation, like many others, it, it meant that I probably wouldn't have been able to afford a season ticket outright at the actual cost. And that's something which I might not have been able to afford. Anyway, had the season, um, you know, finished and started uh, when it had. So um, I'm, I am I did exactly the same thing. It's nothing to, to be ashamed about or anything like that. I will, however, also say, uh, you know, Clive has just put a, a good comment in the comments as well, uh, saying not judging anyone, uh, but the money would not have been available had the season completed. And yeah, he's absolutely spot on. And I will just say this, had the option been, you know, unfortunately we can't afford to offer refunds etc and the prices are this I would have still paid it it's just because the option was available and because it was available I need I, I was in the situation that I needed uh, to take it but somebody else in my household who was um, you know got a season ticket with them when well, they've decided to not take the refund so it all goes down to individual preference and I think like we said everybody just needs to be understanding of that that's not saying that the money that you know could have wouldn't have, wouldn't have been there so to speak won't be reinvested because like we said at the top of the show the the new you know one-off NHS support shirt has been purchased um, the new away shirt when that comes out will be purchased jackets like these will be purchased and stuff over the course of the season so it's very much swings and roundabouts be patient be understanding I think that's the best way uh, to put it to, to put it
5: yeah and that's the thing if we are if you start judging people, it's just like people are just going to start turning their nose up and like, well, if that's what the fans are going to be like, I'm not going to go. And then we've got no support. Because we can't, As we are a family club a lot of the time. It's like I started going because my dad went and my uncle went and my granddad went. And it's like if you start getting people that are really snotty about it, it's, you're just going to turn people away. And it's like just down the road, you can go to Forest for a little bit more. And it's championship football so it's like you're just going to turn fans away aren't you so we just need to just suck it get up and it, get on with it unfortunately I think it,
4: the obsession is about what people do I, I, I just don't care yeah. if the club was struggling in a very difficult difficult situation and and they really needed funds then it's a little bit of a different scenario then but we are comfortable with you know, we, the situation that we all find ourselves in as a Completely new and unknown, and we don't know how it affects people. So, I, I just don't care what other people will do. If they do what's right for them, then that's none of my business. So, get on with it. It doesn't matter to me if that makes sense. Even though it's my club, it, it, it affects the club of have, have, have put them options out because they know they can cope with that. So, um you know, they, if they couldn't afford to give people refunds, then they would have put a statement out to say that. But that's not the case. So the club are happy enough to do it then i'm happy enough to see fellow supporters take the money and, and refunds or and things like that so that's fine with me
1: two things number one you may hear podcast dog who is with me at the moment he's probably barking in the background somewhere number two i am about to swear so prepare yourselves Right, enough of this coronavirus bullshit. Let's move on and talk about something which we all want to talk about to put a fucking smile on all of our fucking faces uh, and and have some happy times. It's time to talk... Football. There you go. Done. It's brought. See, it brought. It immediately brought a smile uh, to Nathan and, and Cam's face. Uh, Nathan, I I, saw it, so. I I say it, and I, I say. It, I direct it to you because I saw your tweet earlier, and it was one of those tweets when I really, I really felt love for you earlier when you put that tweet out because it, it felt like you were about to explode. Do you know what I mean?
4: Which tweet are you referring to?
1: Oh, you're. Well, which the, tweet have you put out? And all that. Yeah, all you when you were when you were uh, having a bit of a meltdown about um, you know everyone's an expert. Yeah, everyone's an expert. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
4: yeah I just I've had enough. Of, you, you get it everywhere you go. So I just I'd like to go out and just uh, well talk about football or something, just normal things
1: for a change. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and that, apologies if that. Comment there, of course. Any offence, it wasn't meant to, it's meant to be uh, a bit of tongue in cheek, right? Football, um, football, football, football. Uh, obviously, no new signings this week, but um, you know, with this season getting closer, Nathan, um, it it doesn't seem too far away, does it?
4: No, I've, I've, I've actually, I was counting down, but I've uh, I've lost count now. I'm sure you'll uh, she'll be able to correct me in a moment, but um. It, it does feel like we're getting close, so I'm just sort of hoping we'll hear some news about any friendly soon. I'm not that I'm expecting us to, you know, to be in attendance for them, but um, yeah, it's just you'd like to see some friendly start to happen, and that's when you can start getting a gauge of where we're at as a as a team, um, how we might sort of, you know, sort of set up what sort of team sort of starting lineup we're looking at. Um, and it just then it also feels like you're getting closer and closer to the seasons you know starting so uh hopefully some something like that will be announced in due course um and we can start looking forward to them, because so although they're friendlies, I still look forward to them, so they're the next things I'm keeping my eye on the website for.
1: Yeah, it's very frustrating, isn't it, when you see like clubs like, you know, Rainworth, Clipston, AFC Mansfield, did post about pre-season friendlies, and we've got uh, no news yet, but I'm sure, you know, preparations will be well underway. Last week, when we heard from uh, Graham Coughlin, Cammy Cam, was very much talking about having a pre-season schedule set, and sort of thinking about what stage we were, and what date he was preparing for, I imagine that you know one of those games will be probably this week, if not the week after it or certainly i'm I'm sure we'll s- start to hear news um of games coming in uh uh sooner rather than later
5: yeah, I think the players are full back to well not full training now, but it's getting to the point where we can and and all the teams are already having uh preseason matches there's a couple in non league I think uh Bolton have already had one as well, so we're now getting to the point where we are starting to expect players to be full training and for fixtures to be announced. And albeit they're going to be behind closed doors, but we've uh, there'll be probably some way of watching it, whether it be on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. There'll be some way for us to be able to watch it
1: or or to listen to it. But uh, I mean, I will happily volunteer um, camera gear, streaming equipment. I mean, we're experts in live Facebook streaming um so yeah I mean, you, you know I've got and uh, you know I've also got a commentary background so you know if if people you know if if that's needed I'll happily happily volunteer and the world's greatest co commentator Nathan. Nathan edge yeah Nathan yeah. yeah Nathan I would I would love to do a football commentary with Nathan it would I think it'd just be comedy gold I think, I think
4: I mean, it would be an interesting experiment anyway
1: yeah it would it would <laughs> um but no in all seriousness though no, Nathan I think you know I'm sure the club will be looking into ways of um, where permitted and where you know technology allows, uh, you know being able to stream those preseason games that, and and things like that on onto Facebook, onto YouTube. Uh, a couple of them were trialled last year, weren't they? If I remember rightly, on YouTube.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they, which games they were now, but I can't, can remember off the top of my head. But um, well, we, it, t- I think we tried, we didn't trial
1: video, we didn't trial the video, um, the video streaming of matches, but we, we trialled, uh, free commentary. So uh, it was basically a YouTube link, um, with a, an image like our little holding image, which uh, I'll put on screen now, so you can sort of, uh, see, um, it was just sort of an image like you guys at home are seeing on screen, and... Um, uh, and then it was just vocals over the top of it. That was trialed through through YouTube. I think uh, when we were over in uh, was it Portugal last summer, and then there was a couple of those pre-season games at home, which were which were put on there as well. So uh, it, it's easy. It can be done where technology allows, and and, and fingers crossed the club do because I think we, we'd all love that, wouldn't we, to be able to whether it's to listen, whether it's be able to watch, but just to have it back and it would feel a little bit more, you know, like it's getting ever closer.
4: I think, the, I think the best minimum would get is iFollow is, is coverage anyway, so uh, commentary and then, you know, with a potential, at least for the home matches, we should hopefully be able to get uh, video on there. And, and, I, and I'd quite like to see it through, through iFollow because I think it would be a good practice for the actual season starting, which which is uh, probably a, a good thing because obviously we know how technology can be sometimes. We need tweaking. Uh, but also, obviously, although friendlies aren't, Obviously, they're a reduced price. They don't—they're not a massive earner. Actually, even for iFollow, they could still be a bit of an earner, even if it's uh, you know a five pound for a match or something. So, uh, it's revenue for the club, which is still needed. Even you know, obviously, with the fact that we're going to be uh, getting a lot less throughout the season anyway, uh, it'd be a shame to also lose all of the friendly sort of revenue you could you, you could potentially gain uh, for those home matches. So, uh, although it would be nice to have some free-to-air. On um, on the likes of, of YouTube and things like that, as part of me still thinks it'd be nice for the club to still recoup some of that money as well.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what route they go down, if at all indeed they do. But yeah, totally agree, you know, it it could be there. And also, you know, another thing which could be done with the ground reopening now, whilst at the moment, as we speak on this Tuesday, uh, the 4th of August, at about 20 to 8, there is no plans yet excuse me, to open the Sandy Pate uh, um, Bar and Grill or whatever it's called nowadays. Um, it's But it, it's a potential there that, you know, they could potentially put on uh, a, a big screen outside, screening the game, you know, utilising the car park as a bit of a beer garden. The room is there to socially distance and, and earn some money that way. That would also be you know, something perhaps worth looking looking to in, in the future as well, Cam, wouldn't it? Even, you know, even as far to, to go as far as saying, you know, those away games in the league, which we we can't go to, there's different ways which, you know, the club can potentially, you know, regain some of that lost income.
5: Yeah, there's so many f- different things that we w- we might be able to do and, it, it all depends on what, obviously what the clubs see fit. We've got the space to be able to do it, but is it physically going to be worth it? Would enough? Did they predict that enough people had come to it?
1: I don't know. No, I that think I know, like... I know three people straight away that's
5: there. I mean, I I personally, but then you've got a lot of people that that might think, oh, I'm not I'm not going to go because it's going to be busy, and yeah, and then. And then it's just. But I mean,
1: it. I mean, in terms of you know, util- not utilizing the indoor space of, of the bar because we know from you know, we all know it's a small space in there, and, and getting that social distance in there is not going to be not going to be great. But no, ut- I mean, utilizing like the outdoors, outdoor space, there's plenty of space out there in the car park. Yeah, I know of the there car is, But then
5: people, uh, like, if it rains, what are you going to do then? Wear a it's coat. Just like, is it buy an umbrella? Well, that- yeah,
1: but I've got all the answers, mate. I've I've had too long to think about this. There's nothing you can't throw at me, which I can't come back at with the right answer for this. What
4: well, about the fact that just outdoor gatherings of large amount of people aren't, aren't allowed? Really, are they? Yeah, yeah. that's first point. That's kind order, of yeah. enough to knock it on the head, as it is.
1: Do you want <laughs> do you want a second switch? Do you want a second sweary bit of the show? <laughs> Whatever it is, insert <laughs> swear word, word followed by the word it. as much as we want
5: it to happen it's not going to be for a a while so I think should um, should we get to the point where we are allowed to gather but not in thousands so we can go to a pub and not have to social distance but we can't go to an away game I think that might be possible not until we know that that, that we're not going to be having like a second spike and this that and the other and it's all just people, just be safe. Don't don't go out. Don't be stupid, and then we can get football back quicker. And if Since you can, was. and if
1: you can, Felton, don't go down roads with potholes in. Ah, you're funny, <laughs> uh, Clive. In the comments, uh, by the way, uh, asks if you've tried a packet of frozen peas on your ankle. I mean, I would have thought that you presume that you'd rather use a plate, but then again, I could be wrong.
5: I was just going to beat you with my crutch in a minute. Uh, <laughs> a terrible joke.
1: It, it was a terrible joke, but it's all it's all I had. At, it's all I had at the top, of my head. Uh, let's have a look at the squad uh, for next season, then, Nath. Uh, let's turn our attention to that, and then we'll answer uh, Nathan's question regarding the uh, the club captaincy for next season as well. Let's have a little look at the squad we've uh, we've got so far. Obviously, still signings to come, uh, but here is the squad list so far. So, uh, from last season, we've got Andy. Cook, Kellen Gordon, Jimmy Knowles, Tyrese Sinclair, Ryan Sweeney, Mal Benin, Harry Charlesley, James Clark, Jason Law, uh, Randy Wons AK Danny Rose, Aidan Stone, Willem Tomlinson, Joe Riley, Alistair Smith and Aiden Walker and uh, joining the club in the summer, over the course of the summer, Jordan Bowery, Jamie Reid, Marek Stetch, Ollie Clark, Farron Rawson, George Maris and Roland Menayese. So uh, we've we've got all of those different uh, different names in the building. What do you make of the shape of the squad as is Nathan Edge? What do you make of, of the squad?
4: I'd like to think it can't be much worse than last season. So um, obviously that's a, that's a positive. Um, there still are a couple of additions I think we need in there. Uh, certainly on that left-hand side, as we've sort of touched on in previous podcasts, um, their competition for, for Mal Benning there, especially... Now we've not got CJ, still not happy. Uh, so I, I think we definitely need something there. We we probably did even when CJ was in the building. Now he isn't. Um, I think that's even more absolutely a priority right now. Uh, and I'd, I'd still I'd still be tempted to put get another midfielder in there. I think we need a, somebody uh, maybe you know a little bit more a little bit of creativity. I know we've got. Um, Oh, the last last midfield at uh, Maris, you know, to be the creator in there. But we probably could do with one more. Um, aside from that, I think we're looking we're looking pretty decent.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna light the touch, uh, gonna light the fuse with a comment uh, from Paul, who says, "Remind me, guys, no Macca then." So obviously, Alex McDonald, referring to uh, they're released in the that. summer. Cam wants to bring him back. Nathan is very much. The door is closed.
4: He'll be signing for County next year.
2: Nah, you, th-
4: he won't. you think? Are we, oh, can we just take a moment to congratulate County for the return? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Harrogate for. Uh for the making the entrance to the football league?
1: Absolutely we can. I mean, I was going to leave it till later on, but, you know, you know, the shape of the league is nearly there. We're just now waiting on whether it be Stevenage or Macersfield who go through the trapdoor. Uh, it'll probably be Stevenage and macclesfield who just get dumped with points deducted next season. It's probably the, the easiest thing to do just to get on with it. Um, but yes, obviously, uh, playoff final. Uh, yeah. Nuts County, You thought they were up. Before you know the game had, had even kicked off, um, especially certain sporting outlets uh, believed they were up as well, which was uh, quite funny to see. Um, but no, Harriga outplayed them on the day, and you know, fully deserving uh, of their promotion cam.
5: Yeah, definitely. I was watching it at work, and it was quality. And I think my favourite photo from the day was. Uh, Mitch Rose looking absolutely distraught in himself. And it's even funnier that he's now actually been released by Knox County. What is your What
1: is your thing against Mitchell Rose, by the way? You were, you were, I couldn't was, quite get you it. Was, are, in the group chat we have, you were proper going for him.
5: It, I don't know what it is, but it, obviously we have a, a reputation of players leaving and then just starting to hate us. And I don't know what it is, but Mitch Rose was obviously keying it big and that last game at as the season the way they went down, the, se- the time that they beat us. And he'd given it big and and he would just. He did it when he played for Grimsby as well, just geeing it big and to Stags fans. It's like, why? You played the best football of your career with us. Are you okay? Is he alright now? Dave? And now he's been released, so it's like, yes. Great.
1: <laughs> it's just, you're just an angry soul blaming. It's like you blame him. <laughs> for putting yeah. potholes in floors. Ah, ha, ha. It's like you really put funny. every ounce of blame onto him.
5: Um no, no, I couldn't understand it it's like it's like Ollie Palmer because oh, I think that was just a mutual thing we hate him he hates us but Mitchell Rose it's like himself. we like he had some decent football and we were fans of him on, on the show and he was a good player and um he just seems to hate us now. But it's it was quite funny seeing him lose so
1: uh, and also as well, i noticed today, Nathan, that they weren't even playing at, at their ground for a, a proportion next season. They're going to be ground-sharing uh, with Doncaster Rovers because they've got a, a 3G pitch and not a grass pitch. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. You get promoted and go, Hi, it's the uh, it's the EFL here. Congratulations on uh, beating Notts County. We're, we're very pleased for you. Uh, however, you are going to have to rip up your very expensive 3G pitch, which you make lots of money from, to put a grass pitch down because you can't have a 3G pitch in the Football League thank you bye
4: yeah well they've been knowing the rules uh, they've been, like, the, the rules have been there for ages so uh, it's their own fault for getting promoted I suppose isn't it but uh, it'd be interesting I don't know how long uh, I've not seen a timeline of how long they're, ex- they're anticipating for their grass pitch to be done but obviously they are doing it so it's not. I don't think it's going to be a full season job. But I guess at the moment it doesn't really matter where they play because we're behind closed doors anyway. So uh, yes. hopefully when the fixtures come out, we we've, we've got Harrogate away not till you know April next year. And by then hopefully we we'll were able to attend away matches and it's back at their ground so we can have a new ground onto the list. So I've done I've done Harrogate Railway, but that's not quite the same. I, I hope. So, yeah, uh, Harrogate
1: Railway. Wow, what a what a horrible horrible memory that was in the FA Cup years and years ago. Oh dear, uh, a wasn't it? Oh yeah, just yeah, just a bit, it, yeah. Um, ugh. one I I care not to uh, remember. Uh, let's uh, go back a week and talk about those two new signings. Obviously, you know we were talking about adding an extra midfielder in there, Nathan, to try and sort of you know, add to that. I mean, for me, I, I wouldn't be too fussed if, if we didn't bring another midfielder in. Um, I think, you know, you look at Ollie Clark, um, you look at George Maris who we brought in last week. You've got Willem Tomlinson in there as well. Um, I, I, in terms of central players, Alistair Smith as well coming through. In terms of central players, I think it's more of a wide, the wide area um, that we need. But I think, Maris I think we overlooked him a little bit last week because we, we we you know we spoke a lot about um your favorite condiment which is mayonnaise. Um and obviously I think Maris I think he's going to add quite a lot to it and I've been thinking about this over the last week Cam, but I think it's actually probably one of the out of the additions we've made so far probably under slightly underrated but for me I think it's one of the best bits of business we've done so far.
5: Yeah, it's just that creative spark, and I think he's another one that's had a difficult patch recently. Well, the last season or so, and I think if if you're just going to need to take a chance on a player, sometimes you look at the players that we brought in in the past, and we took a chance on them, and they've gone on to do fantastic things. You look at someone like Sam Clucas, picked him out of non-league, we we with a, a lower mid-table Hereford, and he came in. Did, had a fantastic time with us and obviously brought us some uh, decent money along the way. So he's got the talent, we've seen it. We, we saw the Cambridge team rip us to pieces at the beginning of the last season and he was instrumental as part of that in that, in that centre mid. And I think if we can get him in a decent run of form then I think it's going to be a fantastic signing.
1: Now one thing for me Nathan which um, I've been thinking about over the last couple of days or so um, is the relationships in which Graham Cochran is putting together is not assembling a squad too much of, of faces that don't know each other there appears to be an intricate connection between all of these new players that it's on obviously he's brought two with him from Bristol Road in, in Ollie Clark and your favourite condiment um, you know but there's other players in there who have played with some of the players within the squad before they sort of know each other they know staff members and things like that and there does seem to be a methodical passion behind these signings in terms of the relationships of players they've worked with before. They've identified the players they want. They've recognised talent from from elsewhere that they've worked with. And that's probably, for me, as a manager, I quite like that, going to work with players that you've worked with previously because they know how you work and it would be a lot better to try and gel that and to try and weave that within to the players uh, who remain.
4: Yeah, I think you've got the... um, In order to have a successful you know, team and a successful uh, season. You you can't do that with with just talented players. They've got to they've got to be able to work as a team. And the, every time when you look at teams that have got promotion, they always say, "What was the you know?" When, whenever they have the interviews, what was the number one uh, thing within your team that, that got you promoted? And they say it was um you know that, that the characters within the group and everyone sort of coming together as a team. And yes, obviously, some t- results do bring that togetherness. So getting off to a good start is quite important with that, but having the right char- characters in there and having a good balance is is instrumental. And as we've seen last last season, on paper, uh, certainly from the outside, everyone looked at our squad and said, you know, there's so much talent there, and and we were favourites to win the league, and 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 look what happened because the you know whether whether character characteristics wasn't right there or. Just the, the mentality within the group wasn't right. We you know we 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 massively underachieved. So now I'd like to say that we we you know we we still got you know talented players, but new faces, sort of new energy, new uh, new ambitions with between individual players, and hopefully all that can sort of come together and and gel nicely to to give us a good mentality going into the team. But as you sort of mentioned there, the, the thing is. Uh, Cochran's worked with with a lot of them or had links with them, so that's important because he's 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 got to be the leader for this for this for this campaign. So having players that he can trust and, and players that can trust him is going to be massively important going forward. So I think hopefully he's got that uh, side of the uh, recruitment right
1: well let's uh hear from one of them now let's put you two on mute let cam go and swear for a bit about his ankle uh, let's hear from george Maris, who of course joined the stags a week ago today as he talks about his relationships with uh, a few of the players and of course with one man in particular the stags assistant manager joe dunn who is his manager at cambridge george was speaking do I follow Stax?
2: Obviously, I've known Joe for four years now, and when he eventually took over at Cambridge as manager, I think I had my best career in professional football. I scored the most goals I've scored, and really I just enjoyed coming in every day and working with him. So, yeah, he's a big part, and I just want to be here and part of this new challenge that we can all go on together. Um, he played me sort of in a central attacking midfield role and just gave me licence to go play my football, really. He's, I had a sitting midfielder with me and I I, get, I had the license to go up and down and ultimately score goals and get assists and that's what I did for him back then and hopefully I can do it here as well. But I think I knew everything that I needed to know about the club, I, I know Rosie here and he speaks about it very highly, obviously playing at the stadium three or four times I, I know the size of the club and I know what the club needs which is to go to that next level. I love my time at Cambridge, they took a chance on me when I was twenty and I think four years is a long time to be at a club and maybe it's got to that point where i have been there too long and needed something new and something to get my teeth into. This, this is a perfect opportunity for me. When you play Manchester Mansfield you know the players that they've got and they've always been good players and they've kept the majority of them added in with what I've seen that they've signed. I can't see why the target isn't promotion this season with the players that they've signed and I think it all stands in good stead.
1: Strong words from George Maris there speaking to I Follow Stags, uh, of course, last week upon his joining uh, the One Call Stadium crew and uh, from his move from Cambridge United. Um, obviously, Nathan there, strong words, which he said um, at the end, he believes this is a squad which uh, you know could go on and push for promotion, and you know it, it's interesting. Obviously, you know it's it's pretty standard. It's a standard line to 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 try to to say when you you join a club. But I think he speaks. He spoke with a lot of honesty about his play and about his move from Cambridge as well. And I didn't really take that too much as a, a throwaway. Yeah, I've joined to get promoted sort of line. I. I Felt there was an element of truth in there. And, you know, having worked with Joe Dunn for for so long and and probably as he admittedly said in his full interview, you know, Joe got the best out of him at Cambridge and and made him the player he is. I, I think, you know, that's very believable. And I think we could be, if we hit the ground running, one of the teams that will be pushing up there and there's no, you know, no reason you know, why that shouldn't be the target. I know we, we've not really, you know, not really set any targets this year, have we? But there's no reason why it shouldn't be. No,
4: no, let's not say the P word. I'm not having I'm it. not let's saying let's it. Let's let's not, it. Let's not get those expectation levels up again. Let's no, not, I'm just, not saying uh, it, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he uh, obviously, um, he spoke highly of his of his club, you know, where he was before, which is obviously a good thing um it's i think it normally shows that um he's a decent person to, you know when when players can sort of appreciate what uh they the opportunities they have been given hopefully is that is a decent character to have uh, uh in, in the in the squad but what might be most important is the fact that you know, as he spoke about his relationship with with dun um you know, hopefully that gives them the confidence to think you know to, to hopefully get hit the round at ground running because uh, I think he has had a couple of seasons where he's not hit the heights that he had done uh, three seasons ago where he you know we, we had a very you know good money move to uh, to Rotherham and for, for a decent fee and things like that so he knows we know he's got the potential he knows he's got the potential uh, and let's just sort of hope that he uh, has that confidence again by being linked up with Joe Dunn which is sort of taking him back to that time when he was in form.
1: And of course, you know another man who's worked with Joe Dunn and, of course, with Graham Coughlin, uh is your new favourite player, Nathan. And I'm going to give you the honour of pronouncing his surname this week.
4: Is that Ronan Ketchup? <laughs> oh, sorry, mayonnaise.
1: Oh dear. <laughs> hey, do you want to have a proper stab at his surname? Have you? I mean, have you put it into Google Translate? I mean, I've tried. I mean, I know I've got it wrong earlier in the show. I think I got it right in the intro. Is it man-a-yays? I, man-a-yays? many Yeah, many yeas, yeah. Many I'm breaking uh, down you, as men, mena, You swap the N and the Y, don't you?
4: Like
1: mayonnaise, yeah, many A's. Yeah, many A's. I don't know. Yeah, many uh, Obviously, he's got a good uh, relationship um, with, with both of them. We'll hear from him in just a second. However, um, Clive does say, Nathan, it's okay to call him mayonnaise. Do you want to guess the punchline? Go on. Cam, do you want to guess the punchline? No. After all, we do have a dressing room. Oh. That sucked. <laughs> it, it, uh, it wasn't my joke. It was genuinely in the comments. Um, you know,
4: have yeah, a look on there.
1: That that's that's I Dan. Dan that's Dan to Clive. Uh, whilst we recover from that woeful joke, um, no offence, Clive. Um, but it was about as poor as mine and now trying to think of a, a, a condiment pond to try and add on to this you can probably see the cogs turning in my brain as i do that i'm going to fade down nathan and cam and we're going to hear from uh, the man who we're, of course talking about uh, nathan what's his name uh running mayonnaise
3: obviously yeah, i worked with him at my previous club so he knows me really well i know him quite well and i know why he wants and I think we get along and I know the type of football he wants to play as well. The manager's very black and white, he's never never lied to me, he's always been honest and straight up with me and that's quite rare in football. I feel his ideas and how he wants to play and his ideas in how he thinks towards me are pretty clear and um, yeah, we just spoke on the phone and I was just really excited to come down and see what it was about and I uh, spoke to a lot of the lads here and they only said positive things so yeah. I'm really glad. The manager's just honest. You know where you're going to get with him. Completely black and white, like I said before. Um, he speaks to everyone, and treats everyone the same, and I feel like uh, his direction is very clear. Yeah, in football, you, you want to know where you stand, and you want to know uh, how you, what you have to do to get in the team and how to keep in the team. And I think everyone bought an idea, and I think that's why we had success in the room, yeah. I think those two work two very well together. I think Joe's a very good uh, coach and assistant. Um, especially with the fine details. I think he's he's key to that. And I think he makes sure you prove on all the little bits and make you a better player overall. And them little margins, I think, help win games as well. I spoke to a couple of the lads, so I know Ollie quite well. I get along with Ollie on and off the pitch. So I spoke to him before he came down and he's, he said positive things about the club, which made me more excited to come. I spoke to a bit about Sweeney as well. And he was just, yeah, he said the club has all the potential to be successful. and. That's, that's really that made my decision to come here, really, yeah. I need to play games, I need to prove myself, and um, I can't be sitting on the benches or going out alone all the time. I need to play, and I feel like this is a perfect place for me to show what I can do. I feel like I give 100% in everything I do. Uh, I'm a defender, so I love defending. I like tackling, blocking shots, keeping clean sheets. That's what I want to do. And if it's on to play, I'm, I'm more than comfortable and, and I'm more than happy to do it. Um, yeah, just 100%. Everything, every game I go into, I give my all to it. So. Can't wait to hopefully show that.
1: That's Roland Menayes speaking to iFollow stage. You can watch that in full and view a whole host of other content as well by heading uh, across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Let's make Cam say his surname. Who was that, Cam, that we were just listening to? Roland Menayes. You've re- you've wrote it down, haven't you? You've wrote it down of how to pronounce <laughs> it on a bit of no. paper. No, no, I don't believe uh, you. Uh, I don't believe you. Uh, on a serious note, though, Cam, obviously you were listening to what uh, Roland had to, to, to say there. Um, obviously, whilst you answer this, you'll have Nathan's song from last week in your head as well. Um, you had you heard what he had to say uh, there about the partnership between Joe Dunn uh, and Graham Cox. Obviously, George Maris mentioned about uh, the work ethic of Joe Dunn as well. And it very much seems to me that even though this is, you know, a, a partnership. Uh, pretty much this beginning of a managerial journey together, really, in terms of it's probably only 18 months or so they've actually been working together. The two are very much suited, and the two styles uh, pretty much go hand in hand.
5: Yeah, I think it's not—it's a relationship that's not going to go sour with rolling May- mayonnaise, sour mayonnaise, <sighs> No god's yes. sake did it finally right um, moving on but no it, it's it's good that they've got such a positive relationship and, and I think obviously working together at at, um, at Bristol Rovers before and then actually having a, a good relationship off field is, is going to be beneficial because obviously last season fair enough we might we might have had a good relationship off the field, but it just seem that on the field, that it just it was just like egos clashing constantly, and then that rolled into off-field issues, and it was it was just a bad place to be. So now we've actually got we've got rid of the dead wood, and we've actually got some positive uh, positivity going into the dressing room, and the dressing room feels
1: galvanised. I wasn't ready. I hit the microphone again. <laughs> I preferred the first noise to repair so. Punch the microphone. I did. I got <laughs> electric shock from it as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'll move
5: the bell. The joys of going live, everybody. Um, but it's, it's turning into a, a positive dressing room, and obviously there are a few bodies that... Uh, might come in some bodies might come out so a lot can change but we've got the foundations of what you'd say is a a good squad and let's just hope that when they do get on the field and actually start playing games they start to to gel quite quickly and start performing the way that they know that we can.
1: Yeah and one thing which is key as well Nathan you know is is those relationships Cam made a I can't believe I'm saying this made a a, quite a good point in that uh, talking about you know how relationships between management and, and players were you know very much you know, fractured last year you know even beyond repair in some cases so by bringing those players in that he's brought in so far the ones which he's worked with before and like I said before the players who have worked with the other players before you know Callan Gordon knows a few of them and um, you know Danny Rose has played with a few etc Ollie Clark etc um, that's going to be very important for building a relationship of a group because a, a good positive group mentality, where there are you know there are no cliques, nobody pulling in different directions or wanting different things, that can only bode, bode well for getting the working and hitting the ground, hitting the ground running. Certainly, uh, in the
4: lead up to the season. Anyway, um, I think it, it'll sort of feel like a fresh start, even for the players that have you know been here previously. I think when you're training with a a new group and new people, uh, and you sort of you get getting to know them as as players and things like that, and everything. Yeah, you know, probably a bit of added competitiveness in there. You'd sort of obviously you'll go into games with each other or against each other, and I guess training before when you've been playing with the same team, same players all the time, you sort of know how they work, and um, it sort of becomes second nature when you're even in training, competing against them you're probably not thinking the same ways as you would coming up against somebody, you know, new players and, and learning about how they best perform and figuring them out in, in a weird way. So which, which then, you know, gets you preparing better for the season coming. So hopefully, uh, the, you know, the training sessions are, are more interesting, more challenging. Um, hopefully they're sort of enjoying, have been, you know, being at least back in a group, obviously, because I've been so long without it now as well. Um, And then it all comes down to the start of the season and I just hope we got off to a good start because obviously uh, we talk about positivity and things like that. It can quite quickly come undone if you you do get off to a a poor start. So um, I'm hoping that we can train well and hit the ground running, uh, hopefully.
1: I think that pretty much draws things to uh, an almost a conclusion tonight. I know there was a question earlier on, um, I think, uh, from Nathan, who asked about uh, captaincy. Apologies if I've got the the wrong person. Can't quite uh, find <laughs> it in the comments. You did say that earlier. Um, obviously, I think we're going to leave that until uh, a couple of weeks' time. This is going to be our last uh, podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm away next week. Uh, unless anything Mm, you know, majorly breaks. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to leave it for for a couple of weeks uh, because by then it will only be two weeks or so away. And we might hope we should hopefully have played a preseason game. Touch wood. Uh, signed a couple more players. Maybe announced a captain. Announced some squad numbers. That sort of thing. So there might be a little bit more uh, for us to talk about. But we wanted to come on this week, obviously, because if we didn't, it wouldn't be for like four or five weeks. And um, you know, we've enjoyed doing this. You know, we I spoke about at the top of the show, didn't I, about you know when you see people in in the queue for the season tickets, and and that comes around a little bit, and uh, uh, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. It's it's good for it's been. Good for us, Stephen, though, you know, we're not together in the same room anymore. It's It's been good for us to, to sit and chat. And we usually, you know, stop and, and chat for a good 15, 20 minutes after the show's done as well. You know, talking about life and, and catching up. It, it brings everybody together, which is, uh, you know, why we wanted to bring it back in the first place. And, and that's uh, uh, really important uh, to do so. So uh, a couple of weeks time. I think that will be, let me have a quick look at my calendar when it loads up. Um, it would freeze on me now, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> Come on, there you go. Uh, so we'll aim for Tuesday the 18th uh, to be back for our next, uh, uh, next podcast. However, before we do go, um, I, will, um, I will say uh, a, a couple of things. First and foremost, I'll end the generic SAGS chat for today uh, with uh, a joke um, from Paul, um, who says, if mayonnaise makes a mistake, the crowd can shout... Anyone want to guess the punchline? No, I don't know. No. What the hell, man? That's terrible. I, that's we, that's we, quite a good actually. I quite like that one. I actually quite like that one. <laughs> I, 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 I'm quite with him on it. That's quite a good one. Uh, uh, it's quite
4: saucy. It, oh.
1: Oh. He says he'll get his coat. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Thanks very much for your involvement. Thanks very much for everybody's involvement uh, tonight. Uh, However, today is a bit of a special day. Like I said at at the top of the show, it's uh, three years actually since we started um, doing this podcast, since we released our very first episode uh, of this podcast, Raindrops and Teacups, I believe it was called, pre-recorded in uh, Titchfield Park. I genuinely didn't think after that podcast um, we would um, still be doing this. Um, for one reason, Nathan Edge, can you remember what that, that reason is? <laughs> well,
4: for the reason why we're still doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, one remembered. reason, no, one reason why we, why we may not have been doing it, why, you know, a reason why we shouldn't have been doing it, why we, it might not have happened and might not have got past episode one. Can you remember the reason? Because we rubbish. Uh, <laughs> Cam knows. That's that's still the case, I suppose. But oh, great. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, we probably are. But Cam, can you can you remember the reason? Uh, I do believe after didn't we try some
5: uh, blind football?
1: <laughs> can you remember this, knife?
4: Yeah, I, I can actually. Yeah, we did, didn't we?
1: Can you remember <laughs> what happened? Going back a while. <laughs> Three years. Can you remember what happened?
4: Um, no, I, I don't think I did anything that wasn't fair or anything right, like that. Right,
5: so, obviously, to those that don't know, Nathan is blind and his hearing is incredible, like, impressive. Picking out where people are just by sound is impressive. Um Craig fell for this hook, line and sinker. Um... Uh, so me, I was behind the camera at this point we were filming bits and bobs uh, Mark was doing I think attempting to kick a ball which is quite difficult actually having tried blind foot one myself uh, and Nathan just gets the ball, gets his feet just knocking it between his, his legs and, and Craig he starts asking Craig's questions and starts talking, Craig obviously starts answering back and then next minute bosh kicks it straight at him quality straight in the ribs
1: and i thought <laughs> we were friends we had been friends for a long time before that nathan i thought that was the end of a beautiful thing that day i honestly okay. did and I, I can't quite understand why i still allow, like we still have you on the podcast to be honest now any joking uh, and honest I mean, go on you
4: did say that you were you were a big fan of kevin pelkinson so i wanted to see if your, your handling was as, as good
1: as his and as it well. turns no. out it was because i missed it completely no. That's the that's the joke, isn't it? That's where you were going with it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. It's, it's, see, we, we do know each other. On a serious note, though, obviously, you know, I don't want to get political or anything because it's pointless um, and Nathan might explode. Um, but this whole crap shit situation has led to a lot of people's mental health sort of taking a, a spiral. And one thing which... Football did for me. Graham Cochlin asked this question, didn't he? he? It's almost like he's heard the show. He asked, he was asking people, supporters, to tell him and the players, record a video clip uh, to explain why Mansfield mattered uh, to them. And I was thinking about it and you know the the website article said can you do it in less than 40 seconds the answer is no of course i can't we've been asking that immortal question for uh, for a long time but one it, it matters for me because it, it means we're able to do this people are able to have discussions about a topic which isn't you know work or politics or or, or school with the ki- or the kids the, the generic things in life it it's something different it, tangents off into so many different spirals of, you know, me- memories from, from bygone years, opinions on games and things like that. There's so much involved with it. And I have watched this podcast grow since we put that first episode out three years ago today. I've watched the numbers slowly, slowly crease up. It was never about the numbers. It never will be about the numbers. I've not made a single penny from doing this this podcast at all. But one thing I have done is maintain a group of friends who give me something to talk about every week and something to focus on. So from me to you two, um, thanks for sticking around and thanks for getting involved in it. And from me to everybody watching, I want to say a massive thank you for listening, for watching, for getting involved with the comments. Whether you was with us from episode one three years ago or whether you've just tuned in for the first time tonight, you're more than welcome to come and join the party every single week because for as long as we can physically do this, whether we be, you know, in different parts of the country or whatever we will continue to do it because it's a release for an hour or two it's something to talk about it and it's a bloody good laugh along the way as well isn't it nath yeah that over uh 40
4: seconds i'm afraid craig you failed
1: yeah i know i know uh and i, I don't think it, i don't think my clip's ever going to get in there but uh no, yeah <laughs>
4: But uh, seriously, now it's been it has been a good a good three years, and uh, as long as we're all, uh, oh, so as long as we're all here together. But even when we're not, we're we're quite clearly it's it's evolved, hasn't it? We started off with a pre-record in, in the middle of Titchfield Park, and, and it pissed we, it down uh, after about we seven minutes. Live, it started and, hammering it down.
1: <laughs> it started hammering it down, didn't it? After about seven minutes of starting that show, and we had to move into <laughs> in the, the cafe.
4: Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah then we yeah you know, evolved into Facebook Live, and now. Uh, here we are, sat in different houses. Uh, obviously, Cam will soon be, you know, doing, you know, a bit uni. Salford Matters and then are Mansfield Matters, and uh, oh, but God we cannot all
1: remotely. Surely, it's
4: incredible for the use of technology. We're still here, even in a even like sort of a bit through lockdown and through pandemics. We can still bring Mansfield Matters. That's that's how important it is to
1: us. Absolutely,
5: that's, uh, and that's last thing. As much as Craig says, without we're not there for the numbers. Well. Every single person that we watch, that that watches us, we only see the ones that comment a lot of the time. And even though we can only see the ones that comment, it still obviously means a lot that pe- we see these numbers, like how many people our posts reach and how much our, our podcast reaches in, in the thousands and of e- And of even whatever. to
1: jump on that, even you know those who come up to us all as individuals on a match day and say, yeah. oh, great podcast this week, it are really good, or start talking about yeah, things we, we've spoken we about.
5: S- we, we see how far... Our humble opinions actually reach, and and oh. we started this as something because there was nothing else as an alternative out there. It was just four, four friends that wanted to talk about Mansfield because nobody else did. And then it's grown and it's grown. Uh, We've met some new faces along the way and it's just continued growing. And obviously um, it's been difficult the last four months, five months, but we've still been able to talk about football, even though there's no football that we've been able to talk about. There's no actual football. So I think that shows what what matters about Mansfield is that even in 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 the dark times we can find something positive to talk about and as much as it's it's depressing and it's it's negative that we can't go to the football and it's going to be a while before we can actually go to a game and watch football in people in in person it's great that we're still able to connect with each other as friends but then also connect with everyone that listens and comments as well as listening to the audio during the week and even if we don't Get if people don't listen to us, are we still going to do
1: it? Yeah. yeah, we probably would. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Uh, even if the, even if nobody was watching, nobody was listening, we would still do this because it gives us something to do. Uh, but that last bit from Cam there, you know what he said there? I've got one thing to say directly to you, Graham Coughlin. That is why Mansfield matters. Uh, Thanks very much for watching. I'm gonna say goodbye uh, to Cam and Nathan. Now give a wave to your camera. Thanks very much for joining us uh, as always. It is always a pleasure uh, to see you two and and have you uh, on the show. We will see them again very, very soon um, in uh, in, uh, another podcast in two weeks time. That is about it from us this week. Thanks very much uh, for joining us as always. Season tickets are available to buy, although you might not get the seat you want. Don't worry about that though, because it's still contributing towards the club and being able to go and watch, but also don't worry if you can't get one. There will always be a way in which you can follow the club and support the club. Not many days to go before the season restarts. I think 36 at last counts. I can't wait either. We'll be back in two weeks time to bring you and keep you up to date with all things Mansfield Town related. Hopefully a couple more new signings, maybe a preseason game and maybe some news on when we can actually go and watch a game. Who knows what the next fortnight will bring, but whatever it does bring, myself, Nathan and Cam will talk all about it in a fortnight's time. Thank you very much for watching and commenting tonight and over the last three years as well. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Simply Graham Coughlin, you ask the question, Mansfield always matters. Good night, God bless, stay safe. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. A uh, little bit before we go live, Nathan's just getting changed and getting ready, and uh, well, was well, well, singing to himself. Let's see if he still is. Don't
4: you know that? Call in,
3: try
4: Yeah.
3: I
0: can't walk right. I'm ready.